The second part is affirming and love one another toward a maturing Messianic Jewish faith. Affirmation, encouragement, as we're going to see in a minute, there's just a couple of words that really represent this entire concept. We're going to see a video, building the bodies they can have. Building the bodies they can have. Another sports-oriented video this morning. What makes this new strength program different from all the other ones you do? Um, I don't know if you heard Phil, but he's he's quite loud. He never stops yelling. That's just the guy he is. He's bringing intensity. I noticed in the stock picture that Ducks have of you on their website, you don't your, your hair is different. You don't have that mustache. Um, when was that picture from that they've got? That's uh, probably my staff picture of 2015 uh, Georgia. But I actually sent them one with a uh, superimposed mustache on them. They hadn't put it up yet. So <laughs> uh, this actually just started as a joke and yeah. it kind of picked up. So um, at one point this mustache was undefeated, and you don't shave an undefeated mustache. So what's the uh, grooming routine there? Is that like a wax? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a whole, whole uh, laundry list of products. Yeah, he's a really energetic guy. He he always brings it, whether it's six in the morning or eight at night. He's the same guy, and and uh, he's got the energy, and and it just rubs off on on everyone else. So he's he's really fun to be around. Step it up. They were they were kind of the right fit, and after we got through the fourth program, our fourth quarter program, and everything, figured out these guys are really with us, and they just trying to make us better. So, how would you describe that guy? He's full of energy, as you can tell. Are you like that at home, like off the field with, with family friends? No comment. <laughs> Whatever it takes, it takes what it takes. We obviously want to operate within the rules NCAA sets uh, forth for us, um, but we also also want to do everything we can to help our team win. So we're we're helping these guys build the bodies that they can have. It's not about what they do have or what they've had in the past. It's about what they're going to have. And we're helping them build a structure, uh, accumulated load over time, where these guys are going to fill out into the bodies that they're capable of having. He does a great job teaching while he's loud. And I think that's what makes him unique. There's a lot of loud guys out there, and sometimes being loud is just noise. This is a noise. This is teaching and intensity. So, gotta have passion. Gotta have passion. Okay, <clears throat> that's coaching. I was going to show another video about. Uh, exercising in pairs and a coach yelling at people. But I thought that was a good one. Um, next slide. What does it mean to encourage one another? What does it mean to encourage one another? Do you realize that his role is to encourage them in physical development so that they can have the bodies that they're supposed to have, not the ones that they have? Anybody here have a coach, a phys ed coach, somebody that would yell at you to tell you you can go farther, you can go faster? For those of you who wonder, I played halfback on a soccer team in high school. I wrestled 128 weight class in junior high. My coaches were brutal. They told me what I needed to do, not what I wanted to do. Don't we want to do nothing so much? Sit around and be on the couch and relax, be a vegetable. 
A good coach tells you what you need to do in order to exercise and improve. On the job, a good manager works with you to move you forward into where it is you need to go if you're going to basically be effective in your job. What we need to understand is that we need one another to encourage one another if we are going to actually grow in, in, in our relationship with God and what God wants to do in and through us. Turn in your scriptures with me to the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to look at just a couple of, couple of verses. The first thing we want to do is talk about the importance of strengthening one another to grow in our relationship with God. Hebrews chapter 10. All of these hopefully you're familiar with. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 and 20 25. This is page 1154. 1154. Hebrews 10, verse 23 through 25. The text says, Let us hold fast the unwavering confession of hope, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another, one another up to love and good deeds. And do neglect your own, our own meetings, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We need one another to encourage one another to grow in our relationship with God. It literally says, stir one another up. What does that mean, to stir one another up? What does it mean to stir up a cup? What does it mean? Yeah. Everything is nice and just kind of placid, to stir it up, get some energy going, okay? We need to do that with one another. We need to think about how we can strengthen one another spiritually. All right? Take a look at Deuteronomy 31. Go all the way back to the book of Deuteronomy and the Torah. Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 31, verses 7 and 8. This is page uh, 202. Page 202, Deuteronomy 31, verses 7 and 8. It says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, Chazach ve'amatz, Be strong, be courageous, for you are to go with this people into the land I have sworn to their fathers to give them, and you are to enable them to inherit it. Adonai, he is the one who goes before you and he will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Do not fear or be discouraged. We need to be strengthening one another to grow in our relationship with God. We need to be strengthening one another for service for God. The whole idea of spiritual mentorship is to actively help people to grow and move forward. To actively help people to grow and move forward. Who is spiritually mentoring you? Who is actively trying to get you to grow and move forward? And are you listening? I find in 30 years of this business, most people don't want to listen. Hey, you want to get together and study the Bible? I don't know. Do you know there's sin in your life? Well, it's not your business. You know, I haven't seen you lately. I'm busy. We have to understand that part of our responsibility as followers of Messiah is to really try to encourage and strengthen one another. Part of our responsibility as believers in Yeshua is to seek that strengthening from other people. How are you doing with that? The last thing, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Flip all the way back to the New Covenant text. 1, Corinthians cha or 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Page 1132. 
page 1132, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Shaul here is writing. And he says, beginning in verse uh, 1 of chapter 3, So when we could no longer stand it, we thought it best to be left behind alone in Athens. We sent Timothy, our brother and co-worker for God, and proclaiming the good news of Messiah, in order to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, so that no one would be shaken by these afflictions. For you yourselves know we are destined for this. For even when we were with you, we kept telling you in advance that we were going to suffer persecution, just as has happened, as you know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faithfulness for fear that the tempter had tempted you and that our labor might be in vain. What is he talking about here? He's talking about somebody who, uh, about these people that he had done ministry with. He had told the gospel to in Thessalonica and they'd become believers and then because of persecution, they got pushed out. They had to leave, all right? So these Thessalonican believers are struggling in their faith. And Paul is burdened by them in their, where they're at. And so they intentionally send Timothy back into the fray to encourage these people. Did you know that life is difficult? You young people, the disadvantage you have about life is that you're young and you don't have the perspective of knowing how difficult life is. But the advantage to your life is that you're not jaded yet and discouraged from trying all the things that are clicking around in your mind that you want to do, Okay. The balance necessary is never get jaded to always stay positive in the Lord, but to remember life is indeed tough. We need one another for that. We need one another to support one another, to encourage one another. You know that the word encouragement in the Hebrew and the Greek really at its core means to strengthen one another. You are insufficiently strengthened for life all by yourself. Recent statistic though, most People, middle-aged and older, are lonely. In fact, this is actually a chronic problem throughout the generations today. People today are mostly alone, and people today are not really seeking out communal groupings in order to be strengthened. It's the value of a synagogue. Right? Here, God willing, we find amongst ourselves people that we can relate to spiritually, but also people of a common moral, ethical bend that we can go through life with, people that will sustain and encourage us. Hopefully also multi-generational. So it's not just a bunch of older people sitting around talking about their aches and pains, but a combination of old and young. The younger people, you know, gaining some perspective on life, some older people to be encouraged by the realities of hope. But to encourage one another is to really understand that life is difficult and we need the encouragement to go forward. Some of us also have serious issues. That, 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 are, that, are, that are holding us or can definitely hold us back. Addictions or discouragements. And we need one another to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, to move forward for where it is that God wants us to go. Remember, it's, it's all about growing in our relationship with God. It's all about fulfilling God's expectations of our lives in terms of His service. And it's all about helping one another to get through the actual difficulties of life. That's what it's all about. Next slide. <clears throat> but never forget, this is an important principle you've got to keep in mind. True spiritual encouragement is conveying. And I went back and forth. What, is that? what do I mean by conveying? It means communicating. It means uh, relating, passing on. But in some way, getting it through to people what they need to know, to hear, to consider. 
not what they want to know, to hear, to consider. I am six foot two and I weigh 200 pounds and I bench press 400 pounds. That's what I want to know about myself. And it's all a lie. Folks, we need to be willing to hear what people, what we need to really need to be able to hear what is truth and reality. Good, solid encouragement of others is definitely never to tell them what isn't true, only to tell them what is true. To do it in love, but I was going to use the illustration of Elijah in the desert. Elijah was discouraged, and God sent an angel to encourage him, and you know what he did? He smacked him more than once. Sometimes a real friend smacks a friend, say, wake up. You know, Peter's stuck in prison. You know what? Same illustration. Peter's in prison. The angel comes and smacks him in order to get him out of prison. That's something. Now, let us encourage one another in love. Mostly that means speaking truth, speaking it lovingly, speaking it plainly. If necessary, smack a friend if that's what's necessary to wake him up. But God wants us to tell people what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. That's true encouragement.